0: Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 255th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast. Brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle?
1: Doing great, Cameron. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty well, other than found out that our friend Cameron here hyperextended his knee playing soccer. Producer Cameron, are you on the mic there?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: How you feeling? Kyle's playing softball. You still
1: doing softball? Just finished.
0: Did your team win the we won. championship? We
1: won the spring and the summer sessions. Wow. Is there a third session? Yes. Are you participating? I'm not. I'm about ah, to have a child. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Priorities. That's okay. Excellent work there. Still could have done it, but um Yes. Did you go undefeated? Did you guys lose a game? We lost two games, but they were in one was in the spring, one was in the summer, so ah. we, we overcame it.
0: Is it just a regular season standings champion? Yeah, basically. Huh. Congratulations. Producer Cameron, you've been playing soccer. Yeah. Like an insane person. That is insane. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 30. Playing soccer. That's
1: irresponsible. It just about was. Yeah.
0: Is your knee going to be okay? Oh, surely. We have got uh, too many people in our Discord server that have had knee injuries. I'm the only one that it doesn't have any uh I'm not the only one. Out of us three, I'm the only one without a surgically repaired knee. Should I just get that done? No,
1: <laughs> preemptively? No. Just knee replacement before <laughs> something bad happens. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. Uh, is your team performing well at soccer?
1: Um, we're fine. We're in like the lowest division. Mm-hmm. And there's people that should definitely not be in that division, which is unfortunate. Typical. We just want to have hards. fun. And then when you play tryhards, you also try a little too hard because you can't help it. You hurt yourself. Yeah. And then you get hurt. Yeah. I should be Gotta fine. I know your now.
0: limits. Yeah. Well, hopefully nothing bad happens. Well,
1: if I don't play anymore, surely nothing will.
0: Yep. That's that's my strategy. Um, yeah, I just wanted to catch up on everybody's sporting events. <laughs> um What are we going to talk about this week? It's recruiting uh, talk. Missouri is hot on the heels of some really uh, big names, five-star recruits in football. And so I want to talk about that a little bit, talk about some NIL stuff, Uh, basically just starting to gear up for the beginning of this season. It is right around the corner. Um, before we get into all that, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Um Yeah, so basically we've got two this week and next week um, before we really dive into our previews, preview episodes leading up to the first game. I think next week we'll probably be doing like a last season recap where we look at some of the storylines and revisit our expectations for last year and kind of see how that developed leading to now. Uh, we'll preview the offense, the offensive side of the ball. Then we'll preview the defensive side of the ball. We'll do our annual seven-on-seven seven draft. And then we'll break down the schedule and give our predictions um, right before previewing the week one game of the season. So Coming it is right upon up us. It. Oh, yeah. Um, how excited at this point are you for this upcoming season compared to previous seasons?
1: Uh, I would say this season I'm probably more excited than I was for last season, potentially. I mean, I it's like a 10 out of 10 every season, yeah. no matter what, really. But uh, I think there's a little bit more intrigue this season than last, and there's there's reason to be optimistic about a special season. You know, I think last year, um, you know, I think there were just – it's like, well, we didn't just we just didn't know. We didn't know what to expect from the defense, and we didn't know who's going to be playing quarterback. We still don't really know, but at least we know, you know, what kind of what kind of floor we might have um, at quarterback. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we know the defense, what we expect from them this season, and so I think there's there's reason to be to optimist to be optimistic on top of of that intrigue of who's going to be playing quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to roll, and I mean we're just a little over a month away from from finding out so many answers to the questions that we have. Now, the uh, SEC media uh,
0: as a whole doesn't seem too optimistic about Missouri. So, I, have you seen anybody that... I mean, I feel like I don't even know what happened here because it seems like a month ago, yeah. people were kind of hyping up Mizzou a little bit and like, hey, watch out for Eli Drinkwood's squad over there. The, you know, good defense coming back. And then it seems like since SEC Media Day started, it's like... No, of course they're going to finish sixth and fourteenth.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, we saw a few like kind of fringe media outlets or maybe some smaller outlets and stuff doing some some dark horse predictions in June and July and stuff. And I think yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Missouri, of course, we saw that stuff. Missouri yeah. popped up exactly uh, for for some of those things. But when it comes to the traditional media and the coaches poll and that kind of stuff, like yeah, it's just kind of same old, same old, man. I mean, it happens. Pretty much every year, we're, we're Missouri. you can just pencil Missouri in for that sixth spot in the SEC East for the prediction.
0: Now, I did see uh, Dave Matter, I think, was basically subtweeting you and um, was talking about how he was pointing out some of the years that Missouri's been picked and not sixth. And so
1: and disappointed? Uh, no. Oh, just I, in general? Yeah. That they don't always get picked sixth?
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. I think he was trying to tell you that specifically. Yeah,
1: he probably was. He's, he's subtweeting me. Oh, Because I believe I tweeted something like, you know, Missouri gets picked sixth all the time, and yep. then they outperform that like ninety percent of the time, right? Which is easy to do whenever you're picked second to last. But maybe I cherry picked that one a little bit. But <laughs> still, though, it's, it is frustrating when, um, you know, you feel like you have a lot of pieces returning, and you don't really get this get the respect. And uh, but that's okay. That that sets up uh, motivation.
0: The Arkansas media though just going at it again. A uh, new guy this time, or maybe it's the same guy. I don't know.
1: I think it's I think it's different.
0: Uh, was saying if he he's like
1: gonna quit his job if they lose to Missouri this year. Yeah, we keep getting some gems that just keep trickling out of SEC media days, especially from like Arkansas folks who are really saying disparaging things about Missouri. Uh, and I understand it's probably just some sour grapes going on whenever you're just getting your butt handed to you every year, but. Yeah, they just, uh, again, in parentheses, we've got these Arkansas media folks. It just seems to be really bad, especially with Arkansas, too, yeah. where they have a fans that are in media. But anyways, yeah, he said, he, I'm not coming back to radio if Arkansas loses to at home to Missouri on Black Friday or whatever whenever they play.
0: Just such an unnecessary thing to say.
1: Like, you're going to quit your job yeah. if something that's happened six of the last seven years happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm not one to sort of like... Uh, you know, put myself out there and really like stake my claim on something like that. You need to, but, um, I don't know. It just seems like if it was, that's a little silly Vanderbilt or somebody, I mean, like I'm just trying to think there needs to be a more solid distinction between the programs to be saying that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is if there's any distinction at all in the last 10 years or so, it favors Missouri. So,
1: yeah very much so yeah Yeah, i don't know man uh if i'm gonna be completely honest like you know arkansas got some pieces kj jefferson rocket sanders they've got some pieces but that's a that's a good floor yeah they they have some good players in key positions but i just i mean i don't know man like they lost their defensive coordinator new coordinators lost their offensive coordinator we're going on what year four of coach Sam, the pigman, Coach Sam, the Pigman Pitman,
0: Pigman Pitman, heard it here first.
1: I just, I'm not that impressed by him, man. Like people love him, like he's a likable personality. Yeah, if you're a s- Southern football fan, okay, like I can see how he's a really likable guy, maybe. Yeah. But ain't that special.
0: So it sounds like you're ready to call your shot about this season. I've- Are you wanting to stake this podcast future on this <laughs> prediction?
1: I don't want it to get us in trouble here, but I don't want to make any blood bank guarantees, but I'll just say I think I like Missouri's chances in that game, as I typically do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been pretty profitable bet. That's
0: true. Um, all right, uh, let's talk about recruiting a little bit. That's been really popping off on Twitter. Um, there have been some rumblings about Williams Wunary, uh Missouri sort of jumping back into the picture with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with Ryan Wingo. And even uh, Jeremiah McClellan, a four-star wide receiver that we haven't talked about as much uh, because he kind of gets a little bit overshadowed by the two five-stars in-state. But I There's thought... There's really
1: been no reason to link him to Missouri so far either.
0: That's true. And even at this point, I mean, uh, we could start with him. Uh, he Missouri is in his top five, uh, along with Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, and Oregon. And I did... Tracked down an On Three article um where he kind of gave a little uh, snapshot of each team in his top five. And let me see what he said about Missouri. Is Missouri is home and they want me really bad. I like the offense and I feel like I could thrive there. I also really feel the love from Coach Drink and Coach Peeler.
1: There so, you go. What else do you need? Yeah, if you can thrive. They they can want thrive you can thrive. They want
0: you bad. It's home. What does he need? That sells it. Uh, there is one other school here that he talked about that I thought was worth mentioning. LSU. He says, LSU is my was my dream school growing up. Was. Yeah. Well, He says, I love what they do in the SEC, and I love my relationship with Coach Kelly and Coach Peeler.
1: Two Coach Peelers? Wow. Wow. Are you playing both sides?
0: <laughs> That'd be something. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. I'm just getting like flashbacks to um, EJ Liddell, his dream school being Ohio State. Yeah, it's hard to compete with it's the dream PTSD. school sometimes. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we're in some pretty serious competition there for McClellan. I mean, it's yeah, LSU, Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, uh, Ohio State. That's yeah, that's a pretty tough top five there.
0: Yeah, and uh, he said uh, when he makes his decision, it would be based on player development. And he wants to know that he fits into the system.
1: All right. Well, let's get Luther Burton going. Yeah. Um, Luther Burton has just been, like, the most important piece of the Missouri's future. Like, obviously, on the field performance, yes. Yeah. But just overarching recruiting themes and, like, demonstrating how Missouri's going to use NIL and... Mm -hmm. Showing how they can develop players, assuming he takes the next step this year, and just making him the face of the program, like they said they were going to, like showing exactly what happens when a five-star player decides to stay home, yeah, and like all everything we fantasize about about them, you know, being the face of the program, and you know them being the person you think of when you think of Missouri football, like that's actually happening.
0: Building something new, yeah, 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 and and to his credit, he's been doing his part admirably. I mean, uh, performed, I think incredibly well for a true freshman wide receiver in the sec and has embraced his role in being the face of the program even uh at such a young age and uh yeah just
1: yeah i think that's going to be something that reaps benefits for years to come was luther burden choosing mizzou
0: yeah and i would even say that it's probably not a coincidence that um you know his success with his NIL endeavors has probably emboldened the staff and the athletic department to be like, oh, yeah, this is where we can differentiate. We'll yep. talk about NIL later, but... 100%. Uh, so they're pursuing that more than ever. All of that goes hand in hand. Uh, so McClellan, um, Missouri's in the top five. Uh, so a lot of big names there.
1: Four-star wide receiver from CBC. I don't know if we said that. Yeah.
0: Um, then... Might as well stay with wide receivers and talk about Ryan Wingo. Uh, he visited Missouri again a couple days ago, also visiting Tennessee and Texas A&M this week. Um, he, his decision is not going to come until the December signing period. So I'm imagining it already. He's going to be on TV with hats in front of him, um, on signing day, whatever hat he picks up, he'll be sending his, uh, Letter of intent later that day.
1: Yeah, this is not a battle that's gonna end anytime soon, and I guess we'll have things to distract us from recruiting battles uh, as actual football is being played throughout the fall. But this is one that's gonna continue to be a little bit exhausting all the way to to the end of December.
0: Yeah, I mean, your opinion. Where do we stand? I mean, not like we have any inside information, but just uh, sort of seeing how things are going and right. how his recruitment has progressed. I mean. Him being on campus got all the coaches excited. They were tweeting, yeah. you know, uh, nothing too uh, specific, but yeah,
1: yeah. At this point, just kind of trying to gauge uh, his actions through his visits and what he said in interviews. W- but I honestly, what I think maybe is the biggest indicator that things are doing, things are going well for Missouri in his recruitment is the the way the coaching staff is acting on Twitter and. I just don't think that they do some of this stuff if they don't feel like they're in the driver's seat. Like they're I mean, coach is doing like cryptic uh like W related content on Twitter, like W gifts and stuff like that, like for, you know, Wingo. Or Winari and uh, I think he's just a big Cubs fan. I think he's just a big Cubs fan. Yeah. What
0: what uh what timing there that he like tweeted the Cubs F- W like in the middle of them destroying the Cardinals in a in a was it really I think they were like I knew the Cardinals fans did love that,
1: yeah. but I didn't know they were actually playing each other at the time. I mean, we're
0: Cardinals fans. We are. Well, we're a little bit lapsed, yeah. but um, yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was amusing. We're uh, washed up, in my opinion. That was a little bit amusing
1: seeing the outrage over him accidentally. How dare you? Well um anyways i would say i think missouri's right there in the mix they're absolutely in the mix but if i had to say who the leader is right now i think it really honestly might be mizzou and i think it's going to come down to mizzou in texas and you know wingo's family loves mizzou they they love the you know the idea of him staying home close you know close to home and being able to watch him play in person every week um there's just there's a lot going for missouri and i honestly think like we've talked about the last few weeks, NIL is the biggest possible um, thing that they have to offer to him right now, and getting that money early uh, in February, I just, I don't know. I don't think anybody else can offer that to him right now.
0: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Um, he is a five-star player, obviously. We, talk, we said that um, in the 24-7 sports composite, he's 23rd in the, in the country um on just the top 24/7 he's 7th. So, uh kind of a, a variety of rankings there depending on what what uh outlet you look at. Yeah. But we'll take and a five-star wide receiver.
1: He's just such a well-rounded prospect, man. He's just great hands, great size, so fast. Like he's a, he's a big wide receiver. Yeah. And but he's got blazing speed at the same time. Yeah. So the speed really runs in the 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 Wingo family, that's for sure. But he is the best prospect by far from from the same family. Um, I wanna
0: I wanna do I wanna give our predictions just based on where things are right now, um, and I'm gonna say McClellan in, commits to LSU with the dream school. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think this will be. It seems crazy that the four star player, it might actually be the hardest one to land of this group. Uh, Or at least maybe the one, you know, maybe Missouri has not pursued him as hard as the other two. But I think. He said they really like him. He said they really like him. They really want him. Yeah. Uh, They want him bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think LSU is a good guess. Ohio State. I think those are probably the two biggest threats um, for Missouri in that recruitment.
0: Okay. So then Ryan Wingo. I, at this point, i like him to mizzou texas is in the way and i don't know like how much can change what does missouri have to do between now and december or you know he's announcing in december who knows when he's actually
1: going to be making up his mind right yeah there's so much that can change um and a lot of that is gonna maybe depend on on how missouri season goes uh honestly Maybe just as important as a win loss is like how does Luther Burton do yeah, which seems crazy that there's just so many like meta games within uh, the actual football game here yeah but yeah I think we the best possible thing I outside of Missouri just winning all their games is Luther Burton just blowing up the season and just continuing to roll in the Nil opportunities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I agree with you I think I think uh, I'd put it at uh probably sixty percent Missouri right now. Okay,
0: I'm looking forward to uh, watching on the internet with uh, the hats in front of him. Uh, so then, Williams Winery, And uh, I dug into his recruitment a little bit more uh, recently just because Missouri all of a sudden is squarely in the mix according to all the rumors and uh, even non-rumors basically yeah yeah. i mean you have Uh, like
1: actual recruiting analysts uh coming out and just saying i would not be surprised if missouri lands these guys like they're just being that candid about missouri's push in the last few weeks
0: who knows maybe that's coming from the missouri side of things and they're letting it be known that they feel good about it and Mm -hmm. that's what people are reporting on um it's hard to imagine that the players camps are letting too much out uh, but, uh, their recruitment is, is hot and heavy for one And, um, I was looking at Missouri's all time recruiting rankings on 24, seven sports. Um, if he committed to Missouri, he would be the second highest rated player behind only DGB to commit to Mizzou. Ryan Wingo would be fourth or fifth, depending on if, uh, we got one also um that's a pretty
1: good little haul there for the same season yeah (laughs) that would be
0: that would be incredible and i can't get over the fact that it it, it's hard for me to believe that missouri is actually in on like the number one defensive end like a defensive lineman recruit that is you know being pursued by everyone yeah and that's what we've been dreaming of top three recruit nationally is he third well According to 24-7, he's third. According to on three, he's the number one overall player in his class.
1: Of any position?
0: Yeah. And uh, there was a news story that I was reading talking about how that's the first time any player in the KC, Kansas City metro area has risen to number one overall on any of the recruiting sites.
1: Not surprising, man. He looks like a grown man out there. I re- his coach said he's up to 6'6",
0: 260
1: good lord still has a year to play too
0: yeah and he's like um i was reading several different articles talking about sort of how he projects to the next level to the college level and um they're talking about him being like the stand-up defensive end edge yeah. rusher and that's just insane size yeah. to be uh coming off the edge like that and his high school coach said he runs a 4 6 it's so like
1: inhuman stuff for yeah. like a 17-year-old. That's the kind of stuff that will make
0: you the number one player in the country.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you could go to the NFL Combine with some of those measurables, like those measurables and like raise eyebrows. Seriously.
0: Um, I was also reading a Kansas City Star article uh, written by Lawrence Price uh, that was published recently. Um, and that's where I was getting some of this information uh, from the coach. But uh, he did not play football his freshman year of high school and was starting defensive end halfway through his sophomore season at Lee Summit North. It's wild. Yeah. And uh yeah, I don't know. I think I didn't really want to delve too deep into his profile because I was like, I don't want to get attached to him. Yeah. And then have if the play if Missouri him. doesn't have a chance. Yeah. And now Missouri seemingly has a legitimate chance. So yeah, 100%.
1: I'm letting myself get excited. Yeah, Missouri has just been working so hard in the recruiting game in the last few the last few weeks, and it's just insane how a month or two ago we were just thinking, like, man, what are we doing on the recruiting trail right now? We have, like, three commits. We There's no news. It's just the dry as the Sahara out here. As they far weren't as even like, hyping up that no recruiting event. It was so quiet and for the whole spring, and now all of a sudden it's just going crazy. Yeah, nonstop. I like this a little bit better. Yeah,
0: this is more fun. Uh, are you letting yourself getting get excited about when uh,
1: winery? I am because one in the country. I have absolutely no control, and there's at this point there's really no reason not to just just to let it loose. And I think Missouri's right there. And honestly, just getting one of these three players that we're talking about right now would be unprecedented almost um, for Missouri. And so, get having a chance at two, maybe th- all three of them is unbelievable and I don't know man that's just what makes you kind of fall in love with Drinkwitz you know like we've had a it's in been a bumpy road it's been a frustrating up and down a little a little experience here but yeah. this is why he's here because he can sell the program like nobody else can and he's doing it really well right now yeah so okay Uh, give me your official prediction. It
0: seems like, uh, we're down to Missouri, Oklahoma,
1: and Georgia. It does. Yeah. It does seem like those are the final three. I would honestly, I think Georgia's on the inside, on the outside looking in. I think it's pretty much between Missouri and Oklahoma. It feels like Oklahoma has been the leader for a really long time yeah. and Missouri has been needing to make up ground. But at this point, it really appears like they've done that. Right. And it's a pretty neck and neck race right now.
0: And he was... He had mentioned that he was going to make his decision August 1st, uh, which is next week. Right. Uh, but now it's being reported that that's getting pushed back. Yeah. There was talk of maybe August 7th, yep. I think. I saw that on Twitter.
1: Yeah, but I'm not now. even sure. There's like a uh, date set in stone now. So I fully expect expected him to commit to Oklahoma mm-hmm. on August 1st, but I think things have changed. And he's kind of rethinking his options, and I think he's rethinking Missouri. And so, the longer this gets pushed back, I think the better it probably is, or at least the fact that it's getting pushed back at all, I think is a good sign.
0: So what, I don't is, want it to go have, too far back. Yeah. Do we have any kind of timeline here? I, are we thinking? I still uh, think
1: it's probably August or September that he before, commits. Before okay, but I don't. Hmm. Who knows? If there's been an actual date announced, then let us know. But as far as I know, I don't think anything's. if i'm
0: making my official prediction for ryan wingo to come to missouri i don't think i can get too greedy here i think just for my sanity i'm gonna still think gonna hedge a little bit yeah i think until a crystal ball
1: pops up in mizzou's favor
0: i'm just gonna assume it's oklahoma and then be pleasantly surprised
1: that's fair that's totally fair um and that's probably smart uh I think uh, I think if I had to like rank them in likelihood to go to Mizzou, I yeah. think Wingo is slightly ahead of Winari. But I think Mizzou is going to end up with both of them, man. Okay, okay. I think, I think they're going to end up with both of them. And I really hope that uh, things don't spiral. Because it feels like we're on top of the world right now. But yeah. in recruiting, anything can change like instantly. So yeah. we feel great right now. Who knows how we'll feel a week or two from now.
0: Um. We've talked previously about Missouri's class ranking uh, and how it hasn't looked good for a while. We got some, we got a couple four stars. We got some more names on the board. That's bumped us up quite a bit. I was trying to play around with 24 7 sports class calculator where you can just create a recruiting class basically out of thin air. And um, when I added Winery, Wingo, and McClellan, if I added all three of them to Missouri's 2024 recruiting class and then I got the total number of recruits up to 20. I just filled it in with them, three-star, a few unranked guys, just to try to keep it realistic. All three of them bumped Missouri up to 23rd in the country in a recruiting class. And it is kind of... That's maybe a little underwhelming to hear at first. I was, you'd think, two five-star
1: guys. There's 22 programs that have done better than us.
0: Right, exactly. Now... Again, I was figuring in some, uh, you know, three-star fringe three-star guys um, to sort of fill in the numbers there. But, You're hedging again, exactly. And I feel like that's a typical Mizzou recruiting class to have some the bottom end of the rankings. Now, some of those guys develop well and turn into really nice players, but uh, they don't do a whole lot for the rankings. Um, and if I'm looking at the list again. It's just kind of insane. Like, these schools are pulling in five to ten four-star players. And, you know, two five-stars and three four-stars just gets you kind of right there, fringe, top 25, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, how many five-star players are there in a class? Probably like 20, 15, 20? Yeah, exactly. They got to go somewhere, I guess. Right.
0: And, I mean, three of them are going to Georgia, Four of them are going to Ohio State. Two of them are going to Florida. Three of them are going to Alabama. So that's like Difficult. half of all the five stars are going to four schools. So, yeah. And those schools already have, like, Michigan already has 26
1: commits. 19 four-star players committed. Probably only like 12 of those players are going to make an impact at any point. Maybe not even that. <laughs> right. Exactly. They'll make an impact at, you know. Bowling uh, Green. Yeah. You know, they'll drop down to Bowling like... Bowling Green just catching stories.
0: <laughs> I feel like those players are catching stories. Yeah, so they'll, tra- yeah. <laughs> they'll transfer to like Illinois yeah, and and compete. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll transfer to Missouri. Hey, hey, we'll take them. We'll take them. You don't want
1: them? <laughs> we want them. <laughs> okay.
0: So, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to put it into perspective there a little mm-hmm. bit. But uh, to put it in perspective the other direction, top 25 recruiting class is not something that Missouri is used to. No. Uh, we've gotten a little more used to it under Drinkwitz, but still. Now, uh, I also want to mention, okay, let's imagine Williams Wannery sometime in August or September commits to the Missouri Tigers. And let's say that commitment sticks through signing day. What does that do to the result on the field this year for in terms of Eli Drinkwitz and his future. Like landing the number one player in the country, does that buy you another season no matter what, basically?
1: Um uh, automatically no, but probably yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Because I mean I don't I don't think this team has less than four five wins in them like that's the floor right yeah is that, is that I the think floor? So. i think so five wins yeah okay let's say he goes five and seven that's a disappointing season for sure but you got a great recruiting class coming in got a lot of talent on the roster you got great stuff going with luther burden assuming yeah uh let's run it back one more time
0: yeah yeah that's where i'm at i mean if uh
1: again there's a lot of nuance to that yeah, if yeah. they're going five and seven probably had some pretty serious injuries or whatever right you know and there's maybe a point where we're like well yeah we only won five games but this happened and we can justify it maybe yeah
0: and a lot of that's going to be tied to whatever happens with the quarterback situation
1: yeah but that's the worst case scenario in my mind and i just don't i really don't see this team performing badly enough for us to be like well uh i gotta fire a coach even though we're bringing in all you know two five-star players yeah Even one. Even one.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, it would take five and seven with a ton of mismanagement and a recruiting class in the 40s or 50s. It would take missing on all these guys and replacing them with three-star commits to even get me on
1: board with thinking about moving on, honestly. Yep. Can't Uh, say he's not trying. Yeah. Which you would think that would never be a problem in college sports but i think we've maybe witnessed that ourselves with maybe not trying is very hard yeah in recruiting yeah
0: um now
1: eventually obviously uh you
0: know gotta get some wins and we we even all that being said we we think that this year we're gonna see some wins unless uh disaster strikes let's just win a bunch of games and sign two five-star guys
1: i agree is that allowed that's allowed um outside of quarterback what if you could pick any position to land a five-star player what would it be
0: i mean defensive end is up there
1: yeah i mean you get a special player on the edge like that there might not be a more impactful position on the field outside of quarterback
0: yeah i'm looking at the list of who actually are the five-star players in 2024 and obviously we've got a quarterback up there we got some wide receivers but yeah there's like only maybe four or five defensive linemen considered five-star players
1: I mean that's how the NFL is too at least in this day and age like you see talented defensive ends get pushed up way in the draft like very high if they feel like they can be difference makers um that's just so so valuable and trust me i would love to have four and five star wide receivers and they make a huge difference too but yeah honestly i'm i'm probably taking the offensive or defensive alignment that's
0: what i was gonna say rushing the quarterback protecting the quarterback that's if that's probably where i want my best players to be everything else gets easier if you're doing those things well yep oh man now i'm getting excited um yeah i gotta i gotta mention though all the the stuff on twitter has been fantastic um all the excitement uh shout out friend of the show pack the zoo on twitter he's got it popping he's got edits follow pack the zoo on twitter to get all the uh latest recruiting oh my god
1: uh updates i forgot about to mention this i saw the greatest twitter interaction of all time i guess it was last night yeah yeah um chase daniel said what do I've you guys heard of him. you've heard of chase daniel yeah he said what do you guys want to see on here i'm about to get super active on twitter like first way first of all let me stop right there he said twitter
0: actually <laughs> chase you maybe picked a bad time I to really, like try to really get really into weird time yeah but yeah go it's ahead. x now yeah
1: yeah <laughs> sorry he's, he's getting super involved in x.com yeah uh anyways uh, chase daniel what do you guys want to see on here I'm about to get super active on twitter brett sarver I know you you, may, you might not know who Chase Daniel is, but you definitely know who Brett Sarver is. Absolutely.
0: Face of Mizzou Twitter.
1: He says, I'd like to see you tweet hashtag Wingo to the zoo right now. Yeah. And he did. He I said mean, hashtag Wingo to the zoo. Absolutely. And there's just nothing greater than seeing those two special goats interact and for the good of Missouri recruiting. Yeah. I mean,
0: honestly, it didn't occur to me. I just... It just seemed so natural to me when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, this is...
1: At first, I had to make sure it was actually Brett Sarver, because everybody wants to be Brett Sarver. True. And in a way, we all are just Brett Sarver. True. One collective consciousness. True. Um, But that was the real him. That was a real Brett. Yeah. And that was a real Chase Daniel. Yeah. I mean, it just makes perfect sense to me. You got
0: the, the cream of the crop there, interacting with each other.
1: Let's see if it works.
0: Um... Yeah, what were we talking about? Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's been fun following um, Azure recruiting on Twitter lately. X. And then
1: Terry responded to my tweet and said, "No, yeah, he said uh, he, he probably doesn't know who Wingo is." That's what Terry said. That's uh, okay. We can move on.
0: We know everybody <laughs> knows who Terry is. Um. Yeah, let me let me see. Where, where do I have anything here? Twitter. Um. Signing day uh, is coming up. Uh, Let's see. So Ryan Wingo, we're not going to know his decision until signing day. Correct. Now, I did think it was interesting. I was uh, looking more on the NIL stuff, and I did want to mention just to clarify something that the new Missouri law for NIL that allows players to get paid as of signing day, that is the February signing day, not the December early signing period
1: so so that affects things by a couple months maybe yeah get your get your money a couple months later than we originally thought
0: and i also saw that missouri is uh that also california and arkansas have the ability to distribute nil funds at that same
1: february signing date that's fine because everybody wants to everybody wants to jump in on this at this point everybody's trying to be progressive with this now yeah um which is fine. It's going to happen eventually, as long as we can just get through this recruiting cycle, just with a leg up. Yes, yeah. uh, get our guys here, and then it's back to how it was. That's fine. If that can land us a five star or two, we'll take it.
0: Now, nil has been in the was in the news today because the uh, United States Senate is getting involved. Old Tommy tommy tuberville and joe manchin tommy tuberville i'm assuming he's a senator in alabama and joe manchin senator from west virginia introduce college sports bill to standardize nil rules and regulate collectives this is according to the associated press uh, do you have any opinion on joe manchin or tommy tuberville first of all for no 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 opinion from kyle no mm.
1: just a couple of guys that want the best for sports yeah obviously
0: Uh, yeah, I wanted to just give you some... Tommy
1: Tuberville was the coach at Auburn. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there.
0: He was, he's a football coach turned United States Senator. Uh, so he also coached at, uh, Texas Tech. And I was just reading, you know, for no reason whatsoever, I was reading about the fact that he, uh, left Texas Tech in the middle of his contract to take a better paying job at Cincinnati. When he was head coach there uh so not related to anything but um so they're introducing a college sports bill that would require athletes to disclose how much money they make from nil it would regulate collectives and put restrictions on when players can transfer so that is obviously a meaty bill that very much has to do with some of the stuff missouri's been doing and uh college football as a whole it is uh, has Republicans and Democrats on board, and it's bipartisan. It is bipartisan. Only the best things are bipartisan. Uh, so it says they've been gathering feedback from college sports stakeholders for months. So just anybody that has, you know, they didn't talk to us, but I'm sure they're talking to the media. The I'm sure they're talking to a lot of businesses that are interested in NIL. Uh, the situation there, um. And I'm going to be honest with you, these guys don't have anything to say about this that's worth anything. I mean, just vague nonsense from these two. Joe Manchin says, our bipartisan legislation strikes a balance between protecting the rights of student athletes and maintaining the integrity of college sports.
1: What does that even mean? He's trying to slow down the transfer portal, basically.
0: Well, that's the biggest thing uh, that I don't understand how it has anything to do with nil. Maybe you can help me help me fill in the gap there. But one of the parts of this uh, proposed bill would require athletes to complete three years of academic eligibility before being able to switch schools and immediately compete.
1: It has nothing to do with nil. I guess if I'm
0: trying to connect it, I mean, the only thing that uh, serves is, like, people who, you know, spend some money on uh, player promotion and then they go to a different school. Yeah. And why do we care what they think?
1: Cameron, why do United States senators want to control the NCAA transfer portal? I don't know. Uh, You don't have an answer for me. I mean,
0: I think it's got to be just like, uh, you know, not there are interested parties here that have a lot of money on the line, potentially investing in some of these student athletes and they don't want to see them, their money, you know, go up in smoke if they transfer to another school, I guess. Yeah
1: yeah it's it's a strange bill i don't think anything will happen i i I really don't see this uh making an impact whatsoever
0: this version of the bill i think is going nowhere the transfer
1: portal stuff there's just no chance
0: yeah i agree um now one thing that i thought was interesting this bill a good part of it it would require schools to fund long-term health care for their athletes really no details on that but i guess i could read the bill to find out what exactly they mean there so I think that should already be a thing. So let's just pass that separately if we want to. Um, and uh, yeah, so this article is just talking about how the NCAA loosened their transfer rules in recent years. And uh, it says the combination of relaxed transfer rules and the NCAA lifting its ban on athletes being able to monetize their fame has led to an increase in player movement and concerns about NIL being used as an impermissible inducement. I don't know. I just think that uh I mean, it's it's hard to wade through any of this yeah. because it's like everybody involved is just choosing to ignore the fact that players were just getting paid under the table previously. And it's like we don't take that into account when we're wading through all of this. Yeah. So I don't know what to make of it really. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a complicated mess and I I don't know that this is doing anything to solve it, but some, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the future of NIL looks like. I know they're going to have to probably rein it in in some ways, but I don't think this is it, man.
0: Yeah, and it, it is, I don't know, it is funny seeing Missouri be the one that like other states are pointing to and being like, hey, we uh, want that. let's, or like stop them from oh, doing yeah. that. Or, you know, <laughs> I, I I'm imagining some, athletic departments are like looking at their situation with their state politics or something and being like i don't think we are going to be able to get anything done here so maybe. then the next best option is we need to make sure nobody else is doing this yeah i don't know
1: yeah i don't know it's crazy um i really do feel like people probably already didn't like coach drinkwoods but they maybe hate him even more now i don't know yeah that the from that so he's pushing the limits with this kind of stuff
0: representatives from other uh, institutions
1: yeah if it's going to be insanity you might as well Use it to your favor, I guess.
0: I was reading a CBS Sports article that was talking about the uh, if Congress is trying to like as a whole do anything here. Um, this article was speculating that if your school has been like heavily sanctioned by the NCAA in recent years, because the Congress is trying to like partner with the NCAA to like make something happen here. And they were speculating that if your school has been subjected to heavy sanctions because of violations in recent years, that your like representatives are just going to be like, no, we're not going to cooperate because we don't like the NCAA. I could actually see that being true of Missouri, potentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the NCAA hasn't exactly been a friend of Missouri.
0: Well, and they've been so quiet about NIL and everything. It yeah. really seems like they've been playing... You know on their heels yeah. this whole time trying to what exactly yeah. is going on i mean even just let them do it years ago with like when the transfer stuff changed it definitely seemed like the ncaa was like all right all right like everybody's mad at us here yeah here's some pro yeah, they, player
1: stuff they do seem to have really folded to the pressure more in the last couple of years than they ever have in the past
0: maybe this is feels like an effort to try to like grab some of that power back maybe maybe uh i guess Partnering with the United States Congress is one way to
1: do that. What an absolute, f- what an absolutely fascinating yeah. concept yeah. that NIL is. Yeah, and you know, I don't know at this point. I think it's been a, I think it's been a net positive for Missouri. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's total chaos.
0: <laughs> Did you know the president of NCAA is his previous job was governor of Massachusetts?
1: I had no idea. Yeah, just two governing bodies. You know, yeah, I
0: don't know. I'm fascinated by all of this stuff. What can I say? So we'll we'll keep tabs on it. Yeah. Um. Missouri's going to keep using it to their advantage. I'm trying to see if we had anything else to talk about this week. I think that's pretty much it. Just a recruiting update, and you know, Missouri's going to use that nil advantage to land a couple five stars. <laughs> Win. Uh. Eight or nine or ten games this year. Drink will be the head coach forever. I'd take that. Sounds good to me. All right. I think that's it. So. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treece, Brian Smith, Ryan Deemore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Groffalo, Brandon Hanks, Matthew, Tilly. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Sports Pod, and you can email us at Pod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, Missouri Thank
0: you everyone for listening. We will see you next week.